hello everyone thanks for coming and jumping in on this channel uh, i'm really excited for today's guest this has become a friend of mine uh and his work is fantastic it's unique it's a niche and uh so i want to welcome michael montoya from the drawings of bigfoot uh michael thanks for being here and i have to say how incredible your stuff is i mean it's just mind-blowing to me and and when i kind of started this whole process of you know, I grew up here in the Pacific Northwest, which we have these so many sightings and and culture, and it's become something that defines the personality of our state and Oregon as well. Um, your stuff just pops out at me because it seems so personal and real. And uh, so I just really thank you for taking the time to be here to talk a little bit about what you do. And uh, I'm looking forward to this discussion. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the kind words. And Thank you for all the support you've showed me, you know, not yet. And, and uh, I really, really appreciate that. I genuinely do. Absolutely. It's a, my pleasure. Absolutely. My pleasure to do that. And uh, thank you, you know, for having me on. Yeah. We're all in this together, right? We all come at it from a different point of view. And I think that's pretty cool. So if you haven't I checked uh, Michael out on YouTube, go to just type in the drawings of Bigfoot. We'll talk again about this at the end. There'll be a link dropped below. You can just click on it. Uh, and also if you're listening, because we have listeners today, because this will be on a podcast, uh, we will be describing some of his artwork and we'll get very um, detailed, I should say, because you may just be listening and you won't be able to see it. But that being said, I will put some links in there as well. So you can go check out his artwork go back and listen to it and kind of look at the, the drawings that we're looking at. I'm really excited for this. Uh, so Michael, uh, before I jump in, I've got a set of questions that I love to ask guests, but before I do, if you would just kind of a short little brief intro to you and who you are and all the good stuff. Uh, my name is Michael Montoya. I'm a uh, tattoo artist and uh, amateur filmmaker based out of Tucson, Arizona. And for several years now I've been drawing Bigfoot. Uh, I got into doing uh, composite sketches, working with witnesses, doing composite sketches of creatures that they've seen in the woods as well as the desert uh, a, a couple years back. And uh, yeah, and since then I've been working with people from Arizona to California to Washington, Colorado, you know, Alaska, all over the place. And it's it's been... Uh, it, so far, it's been such an incredible experience. It's a, it's a very unique way. It's a very unique way of uh, I, I don't know if research would be the right word, but just of learning. You know, learning about about the physical appearances of of these creatures by way of of the witnesses. Sure, sure, absolutely. And I, I'm assuming that because you go around and talk to different people that every story is unique, um, but that there's kind of this overall feeling of wonder is, is I guess that's the best word that I would use um, because I, I just think it is full of wonder. And when you're doing something so detailed that you do, and we'll talk about the process in a little bit, I'm assuming that you did, well, let me ask you this. Does, is there one in particular story of somebody you met and we'll, we'll just hit this right out of the bag here somebody that you met that the story just popped out and kind of blew your mind a little bit yeah i mean a good chunk of them are just that it's uh it's it's every single time you sit down and you talk to somebody you're just drawn in i i hate to compare it to something like you know a series or something like that but the best analogy i could give is um 
when I was younger, <clears throat> when I was a teenager, this is going to age me. The uh, the I was a I was a big fan of the Arsenio Hall show, and I remember at the top of every episode when they would show the guests, I would uh, I would. And if I didn't recognize any of the guests, any of the comedians, like, oh, man, I don't even know. I don't know any of these people. But once I started watching it, I would always remember that I'd watch it from beginning to end. I just liked the sh like I would just it would just pull me in. And this is a lot like that. Even if, there, if even if it's something, a story of, of somebody seeing a creature run in front of them, uh, at a, it was just a, a split second while they were driving across the streets. Mm -hmm. uh, it just seems like, okay, but how much could you really get out of that story? But I, we end up sitting down talking for hours sometimes because um, a lot of times it's not necessarily about the story itself. A lot of times you mentioned the word wonder, you know, the whole wonder aspect of it. And that is definitely there. The fact that there are all these, you know, nooks and crannies in our world that not a lot of people are aware of yet <clears throat> it's it's uh exciting it's scary it's all of these things and uh and it's addicting you want to know more and and uh and um so when i first got into this there was a lot of a great deal of wonder i got into this by way of when i would tattoo people tattooing for every tattoo i do you have to design the piece and designing the piece, I mean, depending on the, the piece could take hours, it could take days. You're spending a lot of time drawing. I'm right. drawing constantly. And while I draw, I like to listen to people talk. I like listening to podcasts. I always have my headphones on and I would just listen to different uh, Sasquatch podcasts. And there's something about, for me personally, when I'm drawing, when I'm drawing and listening to somebody tell a story, I'm like hyper paying attention. I'm really absorbing what they're saying. It's almost very meditative. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I would sit there and I'd listen and I would listen to these descriptions of the faces, of the hands, of the body, of the just the proportions, all these different little details. <clears throat> and I just had to get them out of my head. So I started drawing them and I started drawing what I would listen to. And then before not too long, I, I saw somebody on a Bigfoot Facebook group that I recognized uh, as a guest on one of these podcasts that I listened to. So I reached out to this person and I said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I would like to do. If you want to meet up, I'll come to you. It don't, doesn't cost anything. And I just want to I want to learn. I want to see what I want to see what you saw. I want to help you put this on paper. She, and this person said, all right. And I, I I was often going and you know never stopped. I started studying different uh, different techniques of forensic artists, uh, of uh, forensic sketch artists. Their their lining of questioning, the the way that they they uh, the way they they do everything. The process of which you conduct this whole thing is is everything. It's mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. So getting into this, there's a lot of wonder there, <clears throat> and uh, and. But you learn really quickly when talking to these witnesses that there is a great deal, there's a great level of trauma that a lot of these people are are dealing with. Again, even if it's something that they saw across the street, way down the way, and they were in a car, 
and it was a split second and they didn't even have time to process the whole thing and even then there's trauma behind seeing something and your mind being rewired in the drop of a dime not knowing how to process that you questioning yourself did i see that i couldn't have seen that but you know you saw it you're the right. one that saw it like you right. know but there's something about your brain that's not letting you hang on to that like yeah you know and when you do if you are a person that is able to i saw it i it's right in front of me i saw its eyes i saw its teeth i saw i saw the 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 veins of the grapes that were around hanging in its teeth i saw that like all these details things there a lot of these people face so much ridicule by their closest friends by their spouses by their children uh, oftentimes they develop drinking problems people end up losing jobs i mean it really it really does a number on people yeah. <clears throat> on so many different levels i've i've worked with uh i've worked with children actually uh, i i sent you a drawing uh I, I mean we'll get to that at some point but i did send you a drawing one of which is by uh i i worked with a 12 year old kid and uh that that one is one i've never shown before okay Okay, I did that. But so in terms of, you know, ones that really stick out, there are certain ones that stick out for different reasons. Sometimes it is very much the creature. Sometimes the way the creature looks certain details. Sometimes it's the story. And oftentimes it's the the trauma. I mean, I was working with a, a witness a couple weeks back <clears throat> out in your neck of the woods. And uh, at one point in time, me and him were just hanging out. We we're just standing in this hallway waiting for somebody. And uh, he was going over when he saw this creature when he was a little kid. <clears throat> this guy's a really big guy, like bodybuilder, like really big dude. <clears throat> it towers over me. And he was just talking about it, talking about him and his dad had seen it. And uh, while we were in the hallway, he just kind of started trailing off a little bit and his voice started getting a little kind of you know, quiet like this. And he was talking to himself and and he was just lost in thought. <clears throat> and it was almost like he forgot I was there. He forgot where he was. He was just in thought thinking about this moment. And then he just started and under his breath. He just started going. I thought I was going to I thought I was going to die. Mm. I thought I was going to die. I got. And he was just quiet for a second. Then he just goes, um, yeah. Uh, so, so when I, uh, so when my dad, uh, blah, blah, I just, and I don't even think he realized that that moment happened, you know, but those moments are the moments that really, they, they you know, they break my heart, you know, that yeah. really sad. Um, so can I spin off on this for a second? Cause I yeah. just had a thought and I want to know what you think about it. We talk so much. I mean, mental health is something that we're really trying to work on in this country, in the society, in this world. And I truly believe in people seeking help when they when they need it. Um, and even if they don't need it, I think it's an amazing thing. I wonder with all these stories that you're telling me it's the trauma and all of this. And and I hear, I mean, you and I have heard other podcasts or interviews or witness accounts where there is trauma. And most of the time they say, I wish I never saw it. I wish it didn't happen to me. Um, you know, you have your other people that will go and hunt for it and then they have their experience and then they change. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't have hunted for it. You know, 
I wonder if there's an opportunity for people to actually, because you can't really talk about PTSD when it comes to cryptozoology or, or the hidden. Yeah. And because there may, I mean, can you imagine speaking with somebody, a professional uh, psychotherapist or psychologist or, or somebody who's a, a counselor who dealing with trauma and having to say, well, this all stemmed from seeing a Bigfoot. And I just, you know, isn't that an interesting idea? Let me, let me piggyback on that. that. Let me okay. piggyback on that a little bit. Yeah. And let's say you're, you're, you're that person and you work for the government, you work for the city, you work for the state, you, ha you have, you know, you work, you have a social service job, you have children. You think the counselor is going to listen and go, holy cow, this person needs, you know, my help because they saw a monster in the woods. And they need help with that trauma. Are they going to go, uh, tell me more about this monster <laughs> right. you saw in the woods? Right. You know, this person who's in charge of children on a school bus or this person who is a blah, 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 you know, you name it. I mean, so much stuff can go wrong. You're right. It's again, where do these people go? Where do they go? I mean, you talk about adults. I mean, imagine a little kid seen this you know it's uh yeah it's it's they may crazy. never want to go out in the woods again and a yep. lot oh, of yeah. people i mean we're uh, people that i've heard that are hunters avid hunters they have given up hunting you know these people don't really necessarily want to go out i was talking with um a, a guest on another interview and he was saying how he th it was interesting for him now he's never had an experience uh a personal experience and i said to and he's in the woods he works in the forestry and i said so have you ever, when you're about to go out and you do your job and you've got to go get out in the woods, um, do you ever have this feeling of trepidation? Do you ever have this feeling of being scared or nervous, like you're in danger? And it was very interesting what he said, uh, because he said, no, I actually uh, am at peace with it. And I compared that to myself um, because of some, uh, uh, well, let's, you know, without getting too detailed because of my own experience. Um, I grew up in these woods in the Pacific Northwest. I would go out all the time. I would hike on my own and I still do. Um, but there's always that feeling. There's always that feeling of knowing something is out there that I can't really explain. You know, I can't explain it. And so how do I find that inner peace? And, you know, honestly, I, I, I'm going to attribute it to people such as yourself, Michael, because what we're, we're about to pop open some pictures here and I want to talk about those. Because when you take a description and put it into words and then put it into drawings where people can actually have a facial recognition or a spatial recognition, you're kind of doing that. Well, you're doing that. You are humanizing something that is haunting. And when you look at depictions from like Florida or Dogman from Texas, or, you know, those are scary pictures, you know, and you hear the skunk ape stories in Florida where people are getting pursued and chased that's haunting that is really scary i just think you should take a little bit of credit for that and you should, credit should be given to you for humanizing these beings and, and and that's i think this is a great transition to now go look at what you've done um but that being said <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> absolutely that being said i'm gonna i gotta start with my favorite this is a video you put up there it's under a minute long um, oh, okay it's called the spider drop Ah, okay. And I should, I will, before you, I should also include that at some point I started to elaborate on the witness sketch experience, okay. um, by, uh, by 
doing these animated shorts. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. These animated short films helping the witness depict uh, what they saw. And I work really closely with the witness on all the details, location, all all that stuff. And uh, but sometimes I also just like to do just kind of drawing studies. Uh, for instance, uh, the the whole spider drop or the spider crawl. For those of you who have who have never heard of that, uh, there's been quite a bit of reports of seeing these creatures down on all fours, almost their bellies almost touching the ground, but not touching the ground, and their legs sprawled out like a spider, like and they're crawling all and. You hear different ways. You hear them. You hear different ways of them going straight out. You hear of it going like just straight up and back, almost like you're just like a Superman position on the ground, but they're holding themselves with their fingertips and their toes. All these really bizarre things. But uh, the uh, the video I think you're talking about is uh, is a video is a little uh, study I did. I didn't work with any witnesses on this one. I just wanted to, to do a study for myself, and then I just ended up turning it into a video just so I could do something with it. Uh, you hear about how limber these things are and how fluid they move. And I've heard a couple people talk about it going from a standing upright position down to this spider position with its legs fully out like a drop of water is what I was. What I remember hearing it was like a drop of water, just like a bloop. And it was yep. just there. It was so fluid. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to no. kind of fill people in, you know, thank you for the context. And I think that's important, especially if people are just listening right now. You've described it in a way where I think even if there people aren't able to see, uh, you describe it very well. And I guarantee if you're listening right now, <laughs> go check this out. Cause uh, this is the, the thing that really woke me up and uh you know it's it's a very bizarre bizarre thing so let's let me uh share it here and we'll we'll have a look at it it was stretched out to the side on its hands and toes it wasn't just on its hands and feet it was like a spider He dropped down to all fours. The big one came out to the middle of the road and he just like collapsed like a spider. The chest was not touching the ground. It was looking right at me. That's incredible. That is incredible. Um, Thank you. I, I actually am <laughs> that when, as soon as it drops down and <laughs> well, actually before that, when when you have animated its eyes, it's standing like a statue and I didn't animate the body at that point. But then you do the blinking of the eyes and the pupils are jet black. Now, I know your wow. drawings are in black and white, but even so, there's no white um, that to me, it makes it more human if you know what I mean. And, and I think that's a very powerful thing that you do with your drawings is, like I said earlier, you make these creatures, these beings more, more human, something that we're more accustomed to, if you will, something that feels a little more comfortable. And I know that you're not making it, 
I know that you're depicting exactly what you were told. Yeah. So I know you're not manipulating it. And that, I think because of that, that's what's so awesome. You know what I mean? That's what's so yeah. great. It, it, it's, Thank you. Yeah, the descriptions are, whoever's describing these to you, and I want to talk about the process a little bit as we go through some other drawings, maybe you can describe when somebody meets you, what's the first thing you do and all that. So let's, uh, let's look at a few more uh, drawings here. And again, you can see all of these on uh, the drawings of bigfoot.com. Uh, let's go ahead and look at this drawing. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever felt like you're in a tunnel? The sides are closing in on you. You're unable to escape the overwhelming feelings of unhappiness, anger, worry, or fear. I have, many times. Over the years, I've tried to solve my own problems, lean on myself, and suppress the depression of my past and the anxiety of my future. But then I decided to do something about it. And while I'm still a work in progress, I know that without getting help, those invisible monsters would reach for any opportunity they can to consume me. They still do. But with online therapy, I'm conquering those monsters. And it feels good. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is, therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Maybe you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And here's a special offer for Something Cryptid This Way Comes listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash PNW. That's betterhelp.com slash PNW. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, let's go ahead and look at this drawing. Now, this one I have not seen until you just sent this to me, and it has yeah, color. So this, it has color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I very rarely do color. I very rarely do color because uh, sometimes it's hard enough to get uh, skin texture, to get all the specifics that we, you know, to get the specifics of of the hair color because sometimes it's very, you have different patterns and all that stuff. But a lot of times I've worked with people who don't get a great look at the face. Mm. Sometimes they get a good strong look at the silhouette. This specific picture we're looking at right here is was a, a was a sketch I did with the host of the Bigfoot Wilderness podcast. I believe it's called yeah Bigfoot's Wilderness. Okay. Uh, the gentleman who hosts that podcast reached out to me, and uh, we got to work together on this. And the thing that was that really struck that struck me about his sighting and the reason why I added color was because he was very, the thing that he remembered that he really remembered was this pattern that this creature has the color pattern. So for those of you listening uh, to this, it's, it's all done in just like a black, you know, black and gray tone, uh, like most of my drawings are. But then there is a uh, an orangutan reddish orangish uh, hair pattern that 
draped over its shoulder, a little bit over its part of its chest, like its right peck, and then hits a full head. And then everything else was, uh, he said, was either dark brown or black. And uh, so we spent, you know, he, he really recognized the, uh, actually, he had a picture that he took of, of, of it up there. And it was just this stump. And I actually used that picture as a reference for the silhouette because it was already there. So I used that picture as a reference. And then uh, we spent a lot of time getting the texture, hair length, and the pattern of the, uh, of the hair color right. So that's what really fascinated me about this piece was the, this pattern of hair, that this, the color. Well, let's talk mm -hmm. about this one. This is kind of, <laughs> I started thinking of Baby Yoda, I hate to say it, because <laughs> you titled this The Child. The and, Child. Uh, well, yeah. I'll talk about this as much as I can because he's okay. somebody that want, he wants to share this story on another podcast. So I'm on, I'm on zip until, but he gave me permission to share the photo. And okay. what I can say about it, you know, uh, he saw it hiding behind a log. Um, uh, I, he came to mind the, when you were showing the, after you uh, showed the spider drop video, because you had said that I had, you know, I, I tend to humanize these things. Now, <clears throat> this gentleman's, and I, I get this quite a bit, he starts sending me pictures of my drawings from Instagram and all that stuff of stuff I've done. He goes, I just want to show you what not to do. Like oh. you draw these things and they look like people. This thing does not look like a person you got. So whatever you normally draw, you have to get that out of your head, which when I approach any drawing, I go in with I'm blank. I don't yeah. util I don't utilize the Rolodex of of eyes, ears, noses that I that I, I heard before. All that is completely out the window. Um, so no matter what, I start with the blank slate. But a lot of times people don't really, you know, they they just go off of what they see on Instagram or on my social media. And I tend to just draw a lot of doodles, a lot of my just original stuff that's not based on anybody's, uh, uh, you know, uh, sightings. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so <clears throat> anyways, this person in particular, he swore ape this ape that not human not this not that but when he would describe he insisted he kept referring to it as as the child as a, as a child he's like and then the, the the child and it was a child there it was a child i go so it was like a little it was like a little ape he goes yeah but it was it was more like a child it was more like a child hmm. <clears throat> and that's a it's that's been a huge thing with uh with what i do uh, is it's a front it's it's a master class on perception um i've worked with two different witnesses who have seen the same creature one swears up and down it looks like an ape it was 100 this was like an ape the other person 100 it was like a neanderthal man it was very human-like and both of them when they both described the creatures, when they're talking about it, just the two of them, three of us were talking, they're, they're describing two completely different things, you know? And at this point, that's is when not just your general people would just go, you know, to hell with right, them. Right, this right. is when even like people within the Bigfoot community is going to go, all right, all right, there's nothing to see here, nothing to see here, move on. You know, they don't even have, they, they don't even have their story straight. But once we went through this process, the process of drawing, uh, and I worked with them individually, they weren't with each other, we weren't, you know, nothing like that. 
the the end results were i mean i mean they were close to identical they were very very similar and i mean one was describing the hair being one way one was describing the hair being completely opposite but once we got down and got into the process it all started to take shape into what what it was and afterwards when they both saw and they were looking at their drawings she would look at her drawing that i did with her and go yeah 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 see like this and this and then they vice versa they look at each other's drawings go yeah yeah look 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 and then they they were like yeah that's it that's it and even then this one swore it was more of an ape this one swore it was much more of a human mm -hmm. we were actually i mean that's happened quite a few times i've had two people looking at it at a at a uh replica a drawing a some kind of a, a, a digital rendering of a neanderthal man and they were both looking at it and again one was like that's a neanderthal and they go i don't think that's a neanderthal that's an ape that's an ape perception you know mm -hmm. so the whole more human-like more ape-like there's so many variables to that a there seems to be as much diversity amongst these creatures as there as there is with people yes yes i've heard uh, this and i've i've i kind of subscribed to that yeah you know and uh and with that i mean if you have two aliens that came down from from mars and one saw uh Polly Shore and the other one saw you know the actress who played Precious and they both went back to Mars and started talking to everybody that they saw a human and one's describing a human the other's describing a human and they're like what well, this doesn't make any sense this doesn't make any sense okay they're lying they're lying you know yeah um so just the diversity of of their appearance is is you know one thing I really do the, I'm, I really am convinced that some are, some do look more ape-like and some do look more human-like. Sure. And then you're also battling perception. There's always the, 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 the thing of perception. Right. So it's always a really tricky thing. And that's why I really enjoy doing this type of work is uh, you get these people that swear up and down, this was not a human. This was, I, I mean, they will go as far as say, this was a demon. This is a demon. They'll tell you like, you know, because at a certain point it goes past what they saw and then it's just how they register it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then from that you get whatever i mean depends on the person if it's they're a religious person super religious person they talk about how it's demonic and how it's this and this if they're you know more of a, this kind of person then it's more about this and this and if it's you know you name it yeah. uh if they're more of a spiritual supernatural person then that subscribe to what people call the woo um then you know you're gonna get it people don't people they don't know what to do with this information nobody does like what do you do with this i mean when people come up and ask why aren't there clear photos of these things why isn't there clear video of these things in the age of drones and the age of everybody has a small production studio in their pockets with these cell phones with you know freaking hd quality why 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 the thing that sucks is a lot of these witnesses, all of these witnesses have these same questions. They want to know this too. And, you know, they, they're, everybody's trying to make sense of, of this and it's just really hard to, but they'll go from, it was a demon. It's nothing human, nothing that and blah, blah, blah to no, it was like a small child. The way mm -hmm. it looked, it was like a small child. And when I, in suddenly they, they're, when I'm, you know, 
doing certain things. They're making it less ape-like. And they're so I can't speak for them, but sometimes it feels to me, sometimes it feels like when I've worked with people, certain individuals, a lot of their perception is also dictated by their experience, how they felt in that moment. I right. mean, if you're somebody who believes one thing, one thing only, and you know this to be true because this is what your mom and your dad, your grandpa and your grandma taught you and the good Lord and this and this and blah, 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 solid, solid foundations and da, 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 pow, it's rewired in a second. How do you make sense of it? You know? Well, mm -hmm. I can't say my grandpa's wrong. I can't say that guy. I can't say that. Well, then, it, you know, uh, you know it, it's such a shock to the system that right there immediately. I mean, who wouldn't be terrified of that? I mean, who wouldn't be terrified? I mean, that's that's and he even felt that that this wasn't the only one around. Um, oh, there's aspects to this guy's story that is so interesting. Like, there's there's one story I heard about a man who saw one he said he swore it was a kind of ape up and down ape this ape and then i wanted the, the and the animal this ape this animal this and one and realized that he started hearing things and realized he was surrounded and uh and freaked out and started backing up and when he, he had a, a gun with him he had a, a just a handheld mm -hmm. and um he just pulled it out and he held it up into the air to show he was armed and he was showing it like, you know, holding it and showing it all over the place as he was slowly backing out. And I asked him, I said, if you saw any other animal, a bear, a cougar, anything, I said, would you have shown the gun like that? Would you have shown it? He goes, well, no, no. Like I was crazy. He's like, no, no, I wouldn't do that. And I said, well, why did you show it then? He said, I just felt like they were going to know what it was. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, he starts talking, you know, it's not animal. It's not this. It, it was different. The way it looked at him, the way, you know, and he could be right. He could yeah. be right and he could be wrong. It, these could be animals. They could be aliens. They could be, you know, they could be the missing link. They, who knows? Who That's right. Knows? This whole thing is wackadoo, you know? I mean, the... Yeah, the best, the best we can do, the best thing I feel I can do is to listen and try to do my best to put on paper what these people saw. But this this individual saw a, a young one that we're looking at this this drawing. And uh, yeah, he referred to it as the child. Uh, this picture here, this to me. So when I first looked at this, I thought of a juvenile and I may be wrong, but that's what I thought of. I thought of like a teenager when I looked that's, at this. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was perceived to be. Um, okay. So this is an interesting one. <clears throat> this is the one, this is one of the kids I worked with. Oh, so okay. yeah. The person who saw the person who saw this picture here uh, was 12 years old at 11. I think she was 11 at the time. And I think when I worked with her, she was 12, almost 13. So I, I worked with her, you know, less than a year of it, of it happened, or a little about, a little about around a year of, it, of her, you know, uh, uh, encounter. So the way that this happened <clears throat> was uh, 
I was supposed to be working with her parent who, uh, who was there. And this kid wanted nothing to do with this. Terrified, doesn't find this fascinating at all. She saw it just like this uh, from, I think it was probably about 10 feet in front of her. And was this one right here with an even younger one following it. And uh, <clears throat> she really couldn't t tell if it was a boy or a girl. But uh, she said that it was smaller because they saw another one. They, there was also a male, an alpha male with, with them as well, with them that they later noticed as well. Uh, so compared to that one, this one was smaller. And she even said, even then it was said it was like your size. It was like a little bigger than you <clears throat> as far as height. And I'm uh, 5'11". Okay. And then there was another one following behind it. And it just walked right in front of her, crossed paths, and walked, you know, down this little trail into the brush. And she said the whole time it was it was doing that, it was looking at her the whole time. Even when it was walking down a hill away from her, it was still looking back over its shoulder at her, not looking where it was going. And she said it wasn't running into any trees or anything. It was just going. And the little one following behind it uh said the whole time would just look down at the back of the feet of the other one of the one that that's on the screen here the one that we drew here so when i went to work with this kid's parent uh the kid wasn't even supposed to be there but uh ended up showing up uh for because of some scheduling on, on their part on their end and uh the the parent said that there's a good chance this kid, you know, may not want to talk to me, may not hear about it, but, you know, they know that I draw, this kid likes to draw. <clears throat> I'm very fascinated by just who I am and all this stuff. So the kid was hanging out while we were having lunch and we were talking and the kid was going through uh, my iPad, which is, I drew a lot of my sketches on the iPad <clears throat> and, uh, and looked at a certain, saw a certain creature that I drew. And she started looking at it and I said, does that look familiar? She said, yeah. She said only the mouth was, mouth was wider and this was a little this and this and started, you know, and I started, I just got it, I started just adjusting it right there. And she's like, yeah. And so she started sculpting it and I stopped and I said, you know, if you wanted to do one of these, we could start from scratch. And if you want to do one of these drawings the way, you know, we're gonna, we, you know, her parent, we can do that, you know, just, you know, let your, you know, let your parents know and whatever. And she's like, oh, what? okay, okay. <laughs> that night, uh, her parent came down and was like, she wants to talk to you. She wants to do this. She wants to do this. So we sat down and we did this whole witness sketch. She said that. She's like, I don't really remember that much. I don't really remember that much. But man, once we got going, she was like, she was getting in the position of how it, the, the, like the posture it would make when it was looking at her, all that stuff. <clears throat> but this one was really interesting because uh and i've i've heard this only two times once with this and another one in the washington area uh she got a really good look at the ears this one had bigger ears that kind of stuck out a little bit and she said that this one it looked like a juvenile and that it had peach fuzz it had peach fuzz all over its face all over its face and that just kind of gradually blended to the the hair on its head, which would just stuck out everywhere. 
And she even went as far to say that it had peach fuzz all over its ears. And that was the only time I had heard that until working with somebody in a completely different area in Washington who spoke of uh, peach fuzz, seeing peach fuzz all over the ears as well, too. So I thought that was something very interesting. So when you see a parallel between two people that don't know each other, different parts of the country, and they start describing something that is incredibly similar or like a trait of, of these beings, what does that where do you go in your mind when you hear something like that? I mean, you know, I, it's it's exciting. It's it's fascinating. You know, more so anything, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. At this point, I, I me personally, uh, I've never had an experience with uh, this creature. I've never seen one for myself. <clears throat> so, however, I am very convinced uh, that these creatures exist because of the nature of the work that I do with these witnesses. I believe them. I I 100% believe them. I don't just believe that they saw something. I believe they saw exactly what they say that they saw, which is whatever this creature is we're looking at right now on on the screen. Um, I believe this is kid saw this. Me and her sat down for four and a half hours, you know, and and, uh, so uh, uh, I I totally talked myself into a corner. I forgot what. No, you're fine. I, well, let me let me guide that a little bit. So after you're done working with this, uh, oh, that's what, right. What I do with right. What I yeah. do with the information. Yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> you know. Um. So it's it's a it's one of those things is to what what do what do what what do you do with it. You know, where do it's not like you could take it somewhere. It's not like you could, you know, it's just one of those things. It's not like I really need this to convince myself these things are real. They must be real because this is what the kids saw in California. You know, I'm already convinced. So to me, it's just more so I start thinking about things like when, you know, you you see people that say they've seen smaller ears. Okay. Well, you know, you say people that say they've seen no ears at all whatsoever. Was that because their hair is longer or if some of these creatures have ears that are covered with hair, is that going to make it that much harder to see the ears? Um, again, the peach fuzz, I've heard that a couple times too with the peach fuzz all over its face, uh, especially with juveniles. Mm-hmm. So again, I just started thinking, well, what does that mean? Is that, is that because of the type it is? Well, because within this specific family group, because this one right here was seen amongst a family group and the adult male did not have any hair on its face at all whatsoever. Its face was completely bald and had gray skin, um, but also had bigger ears that stuck out like this one, but didn't have peach fuzz on its ears. They were just bigger. Interesting. And, uh, Almost hereditary. So again, it's like, it looks like a hereditary. Yeah. Terry. yeah. So the, as far as the ear thing, yeah, possibly. And as far as the peach fuzz, is it because that's just its type? Is it a hairier type or is that something that falls out as they get older? Uh, who, you know, who knows? Right. But yeah, I mean, all that, I mean, you know, it sounds, uh, I, I, you know, I often say that my research into this whole field is by way of speaking with witnesses. And it, a lot of it is just that kind of stuff, finding these patterns and putting them together and just kind of, you know, exploring it and just learning for myself. I'm not 
taking all this and running with it saying i've discovered i've stumbled upon an absolute you know there are right. no absolutes within right. this whole deal these are all ideas and theories i don't even really have ideas and theories i just have a bunch of things that just seem to sync up from witness to witness that on accounts that happened completely in completely different areas in sometimes 30 years apart and one person's talking about the peach fuzz on the ears others person i've never heard that before i've never heard that on podcasts i've never heard that on anything like that and that you know and there's quite a few things that i've heard in that respect that are just really unique and you that just pop up here and there yeah um but yeah you know it's uh yeah, it's one of those things. It's, what, it's what, incredible. What do you do with it except for just try to share it and and you know try to share it with other people and right. hopefully that it'll be valuable somewhere somehow. Do you feel do you feel maybe like this was helpful for her if she was having trauma or if she was scared or anything? Do you think her expressing it possibly helped her? Uh, for this specific individual, this kid. Yeah. Um, she, her mom told me specifically that that it was really helpful in in a certain respect I, I think she wasn't allowed to have people like kids at her school weren't allowed to spend the night at her house speak like by their parents kids parents wouldn't let them spend the night at her house because that's the family that saw bigfoot you know okay. it, it was like she faced this was not a cool thing to her this was not whimsical this was something that she hated hated yeah. hated and i think just having somebody listen and that believed her meant a lot to her Absolutely. at least that's what it seemed like because once she saw that i believed her i was listening there was no ridicule i mean this kid was just she was into it at that point she was trying to get it all out for us before she was just very uh just timid yeah uh, but as you far know, as helping her not be afraid in the woods and all that stuff, I I, I doubt okay. it. You know, she she can't even throw out the trash in the front yard by herself in the daytime. Bless her. When once it gets once it's nighttime outside, she has to close all the windows. She can't have any windows open. I mean, it's yeah, yeah it's really well. Sad. If if she happens to listen, or her mother or father happens to listen, or if she's watching this, I would just say to this individual, hold on. This is tough and everybody goes through hard things in life. And just because some people don't believe you doesn't mean it's not real. And, and I would say to, to this person, there is love and acceptance out there and there are people that will listen. And Michael, you've been one of those people for her. And that's a huge, huge gift. I mean, regardless of all the drawing and sketching, which is what we're about today, regardless of that, you listening, you giving somebody an outlet. I don't know if you've ever thought about it this way. But from an outsider point of view, uh, that's how I would look at your art. Your art. Your art is not just sketching. Your art is giving people an answer, giving them hope, and giving them an ear and validation. And I think that's a pretty powerful thing, man. And I, I, I truly hope you can embrace what you are doing for these individuals, because as you will say, and most people will say, it there's not a lot of people dropping their full name out there. In fact, that a lot of them won't even drop their real first name. You know, and that's because of the ridicule. And, you know, I've faced some other people have faced some that I know. And uh, so I'm very, I'm very tight lipped on how I talk about if and when I've had an experience, uh, just because I, I think it's for me. 
And it's not necessarily for the world to know. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with other people sharing. And we're all on this, in my opinion, we're all on this journey together. And one person's response, or just like one person's view, does not have to line up with somebody else's. I mean, come on, we're all individuals, right? So anyway, I hope you can hold on to that knowing that that you are validated. If, if, if she's watching this, you're validated and just hold on. Even though they know it, I always like to assure them, like say that you are not crazy. You are not crazy. You saw what you said you saw. And I, I, I've met tons of people who have seen this. And even when we're going through them, we're drawing and, and things like I'll, I'll do the ears for rep for I'll use the ears as, a, as an example. For instance, if I'm drawing something, they say something about the, the fuzzy ear, let's say, and then I'm able to tell these people I've heard that before. Like, really? Yeah. Yep. I've heard that. I mean, the connection of witnesses in that way is huge. That witness, no, I mean, there's verification for that person there knowing that somebody else saw that same type of that same little detail on something else far away, you know, so, um, so Again, yeah, another sorry. form of validation, another, form it's of another validation. form of validation. So yeah. yeah I, uh, so, uh, you mentioned you, you bought this, this piece. Thank you again for that. Uh, if people want to buy stuff, that's where you do it. I'm not saying this right now to, to plug it. I was just more so bringing this up right now to make, to let people know that none of these are witness sketches that I sure. am selling. I don't sell witness sketches. Ever. Sure. This episode is sponsored by pride counseling. We live in a world of mystery, of unanswered questions, of constant bombardment from endless opinions and mostly from questions within ourselves. I've taken advantage of online therapy and have seen the benefits as a professional, a father, a spouse, and a friend. And without the help from online counseling, I would most likely still be stuck in the ruts of uncertainty and bleakness. We all struggle with our own true nature at one point or another, or we know someone who has. Therapy can be the difference between happiness and overwhelming darkness. Pride Counseling is affordable, private online counseling for the LGBTQIA community. You can get access to licensed, trained, fully accredited counselors and therapists that are LGBTQIA friendly. These counselors and therapists have at least three years of experience, at least 2,000 hours of hands-on experience, and are qualified and certified by their state's professional board. All you need to do is go to pridecounseling.com slash pnwpod. Fill out a questionnaire, get matched with the counselor who is perfect for you, and you can start counseling today. It's more affordable than in-person counseling. And if you can't afford counseling, there is financial aid available that you can apply for. You get unlimited 24-7 messaging with your counselor, meaning you're connected with a counselor the entire time via your phone or computer, and you can schedule live video, phone, or text sessions with your counselor as well. With Pride Counseling, you're not wasting time traveling, and if you don't vibe with the therapist you're matched with, you can switch. Best of all, you connect from the comfort of your home. Half the battle of getting into counseling is getting to the counselor, and Pride Counseling eliminates that hassle. Plus, a lot of people in the LGBTQIA community are not comfortable talking to a therapist in person out of fear of discrimination, or perhaps they just don't have access to a therapist that specializes in what they're struggling with. With Pride Counseling, you can connect with an LGBTQIA counselor from anywhere. And as a special offer to Something Cryptid This Way comes, listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at pridecounseling.com slash pnwpod. 
That's P-N-W-P-O-D. Again, that link is pridecounseling.com slash P-N-W-P-O-D. Thank you to Pride Counseling for sponsoring this podcast. Well, Michael, I want to I want to jump into a little we're going to take a little break here and talk about um, and talk talk about you, because I think when you get to know somebody um, who they are and what they do and why they do it and what motivates them, it's this again. And I think you and I have talked about this endlessly today. This is not about Bigfoot. This is about human experience. This is about healing. This is about understanding that there are things we don't understand that are out there. And your muse is Bigfoot, which is amazing. I think that's fantastic. So because of that, uh, I have some questions that I'd like to ask you for our listeners uh, and viewers. Four questions. Four questions. Four questions with Russ. All right. So there you go. That's my little fun. <laughs> Weirdo. Was that the Matrix sound in there? Yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe it's Mount St. Helens blowing up. I don't, I don't know what's going on. There. Oh. It does. It does sound pretty cool. Um, all right, so I've got four questions I want to ask you, Michael. Uh, first of all, and they're they're random and weird, and I think it's going to be really fun to talk about. So my first question for you is: do it. What music conjures memories for you, and why? Um, I and I mean, I'm a big movie score buff. Uh, and for, I was a kid in the eighties, a teen in the nineties. So for me, John Williams is the soundtrack of my life. So, and right now I have a five-year-old and he's very into when we're in the car and all that stuff, we're listening to a lot of John Williams music and John Williams is the, the individual who scored everything from ET, Indiana Jones, star Wars, Harry yeah. Potter, Jurassic yeah. park. I mean, Superman um i mean he's just it's john williams if you, uh, so yeah i would say my, john williams my favorite movie of all time in the top well i've got about three or four but one of my favorite movies is et because i was elliot's age when that came out see i'm dating myself now. Uh, so perfect, and i was sitting yeah. next to my grandmother in this tiny little one town one screen theater in this uh one theater town and i remember eating reese's pieces and for that christmas i got to speak and spell and every time now, I've seen the movie literally probably a thousand times, but every single time that soundtrack comes on and it's the end when he says goodbye, it's the piano. I lose it uh, every single time. I lose it. Yeah. My, oh, yeah. my kids are like, oh, God, dad, here he goes again. Except for one of my kids you who's like, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she loses it, too. But yeah, awesome. OK, I love that. Next question. What is your favorite, oh, speaking of movies, what is your favorite horror movie, if you have one, and why? Man, whoo, my favorite horror movie. That's a, that's a, that's a tricky one. Yeah, and if you don't like uh, horror, that's okay. No, I do. I do. I, you know, I, I haven't seen a lot of, like, the new horror stuff. Again, I, I, a lot of my horror was, I'm a Freddy Krueger guy, you know, way back at, I actually, I just saw that they put Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, on HBO Max, which is probably the, that one nice. and uh, 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 Wes Craven's new. So two two movies that I'm going to give you two movies here. One's Bigfoot related. One's not Bigfoot related. The non-Bigfoot related one is there's a movie called Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And Wes Craven's New Nightmare 
uh, after all, they, I mean, they went through all the Freddy Krueger movie. I think it was like five or five, uh, five Freddy Krueger movie or Nightmare on Elm Street. Then there was Freddy's Dead. So six. Then that was supposed to be like the end because Freddy is dead. Right. But then uh, uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is the one that came out after that, is about Freddy Krueger haunting the actors that were awesome. in the movies so all <laughs> of a sudden the fourth like, wall yeah yeah it was so metal like it's just it but it's very well done very same writer director uh from the the scream movies okay that was good as far as uh bigfoot i really enjoyed willow creek uh i thought willow uh, creek uh bobcat goldwaith gold goldwaith and uh uh i thought that movie was 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 very good uh, very well acted. Um, and as far as um, as far as a, a, a found footage movie, for those who don't know, a found footage movie is a style of uh, like the Blair Witch, Blair Witch Project. Yeah, like or, yeah. Or the, the, what was the? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Th this footage was found in the middle of the woods. Cloverfield. Nobody or knows. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. So we're gonna review this footage of real stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Type of thing, you know. Only now with a lot of found footage, Blair Witch. I remember when Blair Witch came out, people thought that that was real for a while. Uh, like they yeah. had to like assure people, like those kids, these people are alive and well. Don't worry about it. But they thought it was real because it was shot in a way that seemed like it could have been real. A lot of these type of movies since then. I mean, the first thing they do in the movie is they establish all of this electronic stuff so they could kind of make it look like a regular movie. Like they're like, hey, let's go through our stuff. Hey, I got a, I got a GoPro. I have a, I have three flying drones. I have a blah blah blah. I have a this. So now you have like a conventional setup of of any kind of you know movie. You have you know all the well Willow Creek is not that Willow Creek as a found footage movie plays incredibly well. It plays like if if this footage was just found in the middle of nowhere this is what it would be like and uh i just thought so, so for people that want to see like a big foot and have like a big old like a big i mean you know i don't want to give stuff away this is more <laughs> of a creative thing i sure. think it's probably the best found footage movie i've seen okay excellent i love that uh question number three in your spare time that's not related to uh drawings and doing what you're doing and, and tattooing what do you like to do what do I do? What do you uh, do? Or do you just do this all the time? <laughs> and that's okay. All the time. <laughs> it all kind of bleeds. It all kind of sinks into each other. You know, me and my wife have a company, Sparrows and Sombreros, and a lot of my artwork goes to that. Uh, so if I'm not doing Bigfoot stuff, I'm doing that. Right. Uh, and it's, I father. have to say, I follow that on Instagram and, and it's, you get some great artwork on there. I love it. I love it. I think your T-Rex character is my favorite one. Thank the you. Guy with the little short a, arms. If you're a movie fan, a film fan you know i've a lot of a lot of uh nerd nerd stuff on there Love i it. recently just drew a jeff goldblum t-rex uh oh how cool is i haven't seen that <laughs> um a few, few of these uh but yeah did that about hanging out with my son listening to john williams like yes. you know i mean yeah i think i i i go by the philosophy of trying to create work out of stuff that i enjoy doing like what is it that i do anyways and how do i you know find a way to 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 get paid to do that i love it i love it okay last question this one's a bit deep if you could go back to any time in history 
Where would it be or what would it be and why? Any time in history, man, as a, as a true Bigfooter, <laughs> Bigfoot enthusiast, <laughs> yeah. say, I probably go back, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it to, to Bob and, and Roger on their Willow Creek <laughs> expeditions say, Hey guys, you don't know me, but, uh, Can I, I want to join you. Can I come? <laughs> Can I, I don't come? need to get paid. I don't want in on any back end of this documentary you guys are filming. I just want to help you guys for free. And uh, I just want to, I just want to tag along. It probably sounds horrible. You could probably, I could probably go back and witness the birth of Christ, but part of it is like, you know, it'd be pretty awesome to go back and and, and, uh, the whole Patty thing. But think about that. It's such a controversial film that to be able to witness what that whole thing was about in first person taking on a life of its own it, yeah i mean it, it, it's absolutely. almost like beyond bigfoot it's almost beyond bigfoot but the thing that's crazy is that people people look at this and hang on to it as if if this is proven to be a hoax that means that bigfoot is a hoax there is such a tie to this for people it, it is like you could you know, you say it's fake. Those are fighting words for people. You yep. know, people yep. get very, very angry with you. To question right. that is to question Bigfoot. And uh, so, yeah, that that in the JFK assassination. I almost said like, that one. I almost said JFK. That was if I it's agree with taking you. taking on a life of its own, you know. And when it comes to, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's, I don't know whether Patty's real or not. I've, I have heard everything that everybody's heard i know i just watched a documentary last night called making apes and it's literally a documentary about the making of the planet of the apes specifically about the makeup effects it's about the makeup artists of the planet of the apes and they talk about that stuff and they bring that up because that's like one of the number one arguments that people use as far as the technology of the this and this was not available even this the stretchy fabric that you would need to make a suit like that. I mean, yeah. for me, I don't know if it's real. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know Bob Gimlin. I never knew Roger Patterson. I don't know. It's damn interesting. And let me tell you what, if by some chance it comes out definitively that this is fake, you know, uh, it, it, for some reason, like it just it's out there. It's proof. It is fake. I would be way more shocked that this film is fake than I would be if it came out definitive proof that this thing is real. If it came out definitive proof that this thing was real, I would be like, yeah, okay, right on. That makes sense. Right on. Hell yeah, Bob. That's like, yo, man. And But if it came out with fake, I'd be like, where are you getting this? Like, I'm going to need some, show me, show me, you know, because I'd be way more surprised if if it were fake. One of the biggest arguments for that film is Bob Gimlin. Is he, the man is beloved. Uh, the man, you know, I, I he wasn't. He, he wasn't for thirty years. He wished it had never happened to him because yeah. he was ridiculed and his wife was ridiculed. You know, yeah. and he lives a two-hour drive from me. Is where he lived. But um, oh yeah, yeah. um, yeah. and I, I believe he was even offered two million. I, I don't know, it was one or two million. Two million dollars to quote unquote admit that it was you know that it was a hoax and yeah. uh again 
Bob Gimlin is not a wealth. He's a rancher. You know, yeah. the guys are right. He would break horses. He, you know, he, you know, I mean, if anybody's going to jump on that, that would be the time to do it. That would be the time that this film of theirs would pay off. You know, is right there. Get that two mil. But he didn't. Right. That's right. He you know, didn't. He yeah, didn't. I mean, there's again, like I said, I don't know because I wasn't there. And if I had the the DeLorean, that that is probably where I would go to tag along with those two. Yeah, but again, I love that. I if, love that. If it turns out some by somehow some way that it turned out that it would be fake, I would be way more shocked at that than. Whereas I wouldn't really be shocked that it would that it turned out to be real. It'd be more like, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Look at the hip bone. There's new 4K resolution thing. Look at the hip bone. <laughs> as this thing's stepping you could see you can see that and that the more the more this thing is put under the microscope the more solid the foundations become you know right. it's not like the, the deeper and deeper you look into this the more and more it's looking like it's it's fake it's like the more and more i you know you tend to look into this there's more and more there to support that this thing is really what they're saying it is so yeah yeah, yeah. fantastic all right this segues into the last little section of our time together here. And this has gone. <laughs> so another couple little questions here. What do you think they are? All right. <laughs> so that's my, that's my segue into two last questions. First one is what do you think? they are what do you think bigfoot is i can't answer that but some people can and yeah. i want to give you the opportunity if you wanted to try hmm this is how i always t-bone this question first off the answer is i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know um i uh I often talk about when it comes to this creature, these creatures, I feel like a cat trying to understand the way the internet works. Mm -hmm. I'm looking, I'm, I, it's like I see this little mouse on the screen, right? And I'm trying to bat it to try to catch the little cruiser on the screen. And I'm even looking behind the screen to see if I can catch it back there. But I, you know, there's, so, it, there's just an element of this whole deal that is so bizarre. I have no idea what these things are. I have no clue. Um, however, what I do know, why, what, well, if I can't say what I do know, but what it, what does appear to be the case is they don't need clothes. They don't need toilet paper. Uh, I say toilet paper because look at what happened to, to every grocery store once this pandemic hit. Like that was the biggest concern. Like that's where people went toilet paper. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh. like <laughs> I got to wipe my they, ass. These, what guys, do I do? these yeah. guys don't. Yeah. Like these guys don't need toilet paper. They don't need fire. They, you, they don't, they're able to, I mean, they're just so one with the woods us. We can't survive anywhere unless we are able to take take it over the the ground level the underground level the skies you name it the airways like we spread i mean so much so to where like we freak out if we don't have 
toilet paper to wipe our asses. You know, Bigfoot don't have that kind of thing. Whatever, whatever Bigfoot, whatever these things are, I mean, they're nothing compared to the weirdness of us. What the hell are we? You know, like they're, we are a very odd that whatever they are, they're natural. They are incredible. When people say it's un unnatural, it's unnatural. Yeah, it's unnatural to us in the sense of we're not going to see one in the grocery store looking for toilet paper. We're not going <laughs> to see one, you know, like right. doing whatever right. things that we consider to be natural. And but at the same time, it's clearly not some type of your your average animal. Uh, so, you know, but. So, yeah, you're I mean, so when people talk about this thing being like it was just unnatural, it was unnatural. Well, yeah, to us, because I'm one of these people and I might get a lot of hate for this, but I feel like we're the most unnatural species on this whole planet. Like in as far as this whole planet goes, we are bizarre. We are bizarre in our cars and our little airplanes with our clothes, funny little hats, right. these different things. It's like. I mean, we have reality shows to see who could survive in the wilderness. The law, you know, <laughs> and know. it's impossible. Yeah. It's you know, it's just we are so bizarre. To me, whatever these Sasquatch creatures are, they're natural. They're natural, and they seem to belong here, and they seem to be able to occupy different nooks and crannies of this world that we just don't even know of yeah. right to me the bigger question is like what the hell are like let's let's look at the the people in the mirror and kind of look go start there and go yo what's going on here we need to get a grasp of who we are oh because our place our place in life is all manufactured it's synthetic everything you know we're having a conversation over the computer like the jetsons for christ's sake you i know, know? Uh, like, would you have ever dreamed you know, of your kids that this could happen no yeah of it's just, like, yeah so um whatever these are i mean they are at home here they are at home as are we but we just don't seem to be as natural or coincide with the earth as naturally as they do you know what i mean i think we're the weird apes on the planet i hear we're the weirdest apes on the planet so that leads me to my very last question i want to ask you today do you think we should have hard proof and evidence of these beings or should we leave it as a cryptid undiscovered or unknown as it is now or should there or do you wish there were less sightings and and accounts um being come from the position of you know my position working with the people i've worked with doing what i do there's a part of me that that of course wants to say leave it alone uh it, you know don't it doesn't need us it doesn't need us to survive it doesn't need our help nothing like that is just well without our interference why bother them why get one and you know who knows what they're going to end up doing with it, sticking it in some kind of facility, zoos, whatever you name it, all that horrible stuff. You know. um, but then there's another part of me that thinks about the people I talked about that have lost jobs, lost spouses, lost family, lost everything because they saw something and nobody believed them. Like people lose their lives over this stuff. They lose their sanity. They lose so much. They lose everything. And yeah. what that would mean to people 
for this to be able to come out. Suddenly, the person that everybody is talking about at the water cooler pointing like this, suddenly everybody at the water cooler is like, come over here, come over here, tell us, tell us. You know, suddenly they would they would want to know, you know. Yeah. I just think about these type of people, the kids, the kids I worked with, what it would mean for them to have grown-ups. Maybe at that point there would be support groups for for people, you know. So yeah. for me, I understand you know, I understand uh wanting to leave it alone. It's nature. It's there's something that beautiful about it being untouched. There's something very romantic about the mystery of the whole thing. But it's very romantic to me specifically because I've never had one right in front of me almost making me piss my pants, you know? Right, um right. it's right. you know, it's it's uh it's one of those things where you're like, well if I was in this situation and da, 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 and this is what I would do and I would do this and I would do I this and I do my parkour flips and other it's like man you you these people just shut down and these are real i mean a lot of these are you know are these hunters and these very macho types and that aren't really afraid of anything you know and it just does something to people and yeah. for the, it to be acknowledged somehow uh, even if they were to acknowledge it i don't think people are going to be able to go out there and catch one still even still i don't think it's going to happen you know it's right. like right. good right. luck like they're they they do great protecting themselves um but yeah that's where my mind goes i would i would hate to see it come to light for the sake of the the creatures <clears throat> but i would love to see it come to light for the sake of the witnesses who have interesting perspective experience. and that's really well thought through i love that i think that's a great place to leave it today michael um i can't thank you enough uh not just for coming on and and for the friendship we've built over the last few months and such but just your respect for other people and you know i think you have touched on it and i've touched on it you know in this quote unquote bigfoot community there is a lot of quote unquote experts you know um who 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 is an expert what makes someone an expert uh yeah. and i don't think there will ever be an answer to that but in the meantime what we can do is validate people and make them feel like they are worthy make them feel that they are supported make them feel like they're not crazy, regardless if we agree or believe or anything, it doesn't matter. Let's, let's get past this point where we can start making people feel good about themselves. I think that's yeah. huge. Where right. can people learn all about you, get some of your artwork and check you out and learn more about you? Uh, drawingsofbigfoot.com, as well as the Drawings of Bigfoot on uh, Instagram, as well as uh, YouTube the drawings of bigfoot yeah and, uh yeah and i i would suggest everybody go there right now there will be links uh down here in the comments as well and i'll put them also on the podcast so people can hear and again if you're listening right now and you were not able to tune in to see the youtube uh episode of this or the video please do because watching michael explain what we're looking at adds a whole nother dimension so don't forget to tune in wherever you do get your podcast. Something Cryptid This Way Comes is my podcast uh, from Old Mountain Media. And I kind of paint with words. Michael paints with drawings. And I think we just need to all paint the world, you know? And I think that's, you know, an opportunity for people to, to get in and experience stuff. Uh, so, Michael, thanks again. I can't tell you how much it means to me. And I'm really glad that 
we're keeping this conversation going and I have a feeling we're going to keep talking even after I stop recording here. So thanks again. (laughs) And, uh, and such a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you. Have me back anytime. I'm always, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. All right. Take care.